Ever notice that everything you ever thought would make you happy ever after didn't? Oh, me too. It turns out Sean Cassidy was not my soulmate. Orgasms only last a few seconds and money does not buy happiness. Hi, I'm Dr. Cheryl Fraser and welcome to Sex, Love and Elephants, the weekly podcast where we explore relationships, mind and the meaning of life. A place where you are normal if you feel like something's missing, even though you have it all. Because guess what? Happiness is an inside job. How do I know? Well, if a Buddhist nun and a sex expert had a baby, I'm it. I'm a psychologist, sex therapist, and author. I've meditated for 12 hours a day for months at a time. I've studied Tantra in Tibet, and I've taught for people like Tony Robbins and Jack Canfield, and helped thousands of couples reignite passion. My mission with a loving heart is to kick your ass off the couch and into awakening. And here's the secret. If you want to cultivate wild love that lasts, compassion and curiosity, and the superpower of being happy for no reason, first, you've got to meet your elephant. So let's go. Summer is officially here. Hi, I'm Dr. Cheryl Fraser, and I'm recording this just after the first day of summer, June 21st. It'll be released on July 4th, which is a long weekend here in Canada, July 1st being our Canada Day, July 4th being, I believe, a special day for those of you to the south of us in Canada, and hello to everybody else around the world. Today, I'm going to set us up for the summer of love. This is going to be a quick episode today because in it, I have two, let me repeat, I have two reasons for being here. One is to thank you. Thank you for your listenership. This podcast, just over a year old, we're on episode 59. The commitment I made was to do 52 episodes, one a week. This is just a personal commitment I made to myself because I am a huge believer And the facts and the data and the psychological research uh, support my belief. So it's not just my belief, because that would be a waste of time for you to listen to. The data supports that when we have goals, when we set commitments, when we are accountable, and when we take steps toward our goal, we tend to succeed far better than if we just think we'd like to lose weight, or we just think we'd like to improve our sex life, or we just think we'd like to learn how to cook exquisite homemade Indian food. It takes study, trial and error, commitment, effort, and passion to get from where you are to where you want to be. So welcome to the introductory episode to our summer of love. What that all about, Cheryl? Well, it's pretty simple. For the next two months in the gorgeous summer months, at least in our hemisphere of July and August, I'm going to be answering your most important, most painful, most tricky, most taboo, most embarrassing, most exciting, and most important sex and love questions. So each episode, I'll answer at least one question from you, the audience. So what you need to do is email me. Submit your questions. Look in the show notes. You can email them. 
directly to hello at drcherylfraser.com. My assistant's going to collect your questions. Of course, I won't use your name on the air unless you uh, ask me to. Just look in the show notes, but basically I want you to send me a little bit of background about you and your relationship and what your issue is and what your question is. And I'm going to be answering those through the entire summer in the summer of love. Maybe it's the summer of lust. Maybe it's the summer of passion. Maybe it's the summer you finally make that really difficult decision about whether to stay or whether to go, whether this relationship is one you want to stay in and reinvest in. Can you do what I call fall in love over and over again with the one you're already with? Look, we all hit major road bumps. My sweetheart and I did last Thursday. I'm recording this on a Monday. Last Thursday, my man refused to ask for directions. I know it sounds like a really bad stand-up comedy routine, or in the in the in the mouth of a skilled man or woman, or gay or straight or trans comic, a very funny stand-up comedy routine. But I'm going to tell you this story because it led to a day where I then crawled up into my head and really, really, really had some doubts about the long-term sustainability of my romantic and sexual relationship. So here we go. Here's the story. So let me set the scene for you. My dad is a true Vancouver Island West Coast cowboy, if there is such a thing. He's a float plane pilot, has uh, navigated tugboats around this island, is a pleasure craft boater, used to have fishing lodges, uh, created the first floating fishing lodge, five-store resort in the world. Really quite a crazy, awesome guy. 81 years old, kicking ass, taking no names. I love my dad. My dad needed a ride. My dad had piloted his boat to a remote part of Vancouver Island, and he needed my husband to pick him up, give him a ride back home. Husband Googled the route. It's through back logging roads on the remote east middle coast of Vancouver Island with no cell service. Underline that because it's a really key part of this story. Okay, so... Uh, I happened to have a day that day that my hubby was going to go pick up dad. And I said, do you know the route? He said, yep, I've looked it up. I'm all set. I'm ready to go. It's about two and a half hours out. So I've I've told your dad I'll pick him up at 3.30. I'm like, cool. I'd like to come. He said, great. I said, yeah, I'd really like a day driving through the wilderness, back roads, logging roads, remote part of the, the our beautiful wild country. And I'm going to come along. I could really use a break. I just want to relax. We might see some elk. We might see some deer. If we're really lucky, we might see a black bear, maybe even a cougar, but you never see cougars. They see you. Dun, dun, dun. But you don't see them. And I'm talking about the four-legged kind, not the kind that wear too much spandex, lipstick, and blue eyeshadow and end up in the neighborhood pub looking to get lucky. Be those male or female cougars, by the way. No sex stereotypes here about what we might do to find love and lust. Okay, back to the story. So we drive about an hour from here to our last kind of a civilized little town. And I know, as he knows, that when you leave that town, you're not going to have any cell bars. You're not going to have any cell service. You're in a dead zone. So we, we pull over for gas, have a pee, whatever, let the dog out. And I say, okay, babe. And I'd asked him four times, because I can be pedantic that way. I know, I'm not the easiest person to be in love with. You know where you're going, right? Yep, I know where you're going. So you're sure you know where you're going, right? Yep, I do. And then we leave the little civilization. I don't know, a kilometer down the road, there's a huge sign that says, there are no signs to, I'm going to call the town Smith. We're trying to head to Smith on the back remote roads through the boonies. There are no signage to Smith. You might want to turn back. You might want to go the easier route. Beware, you know, no cell service, no services. Make sure you've got gas, doom, gloom, death, despair. We're going to find your skeletal remains. And I said, are you sure you know where to go? And he hesitates. 
I'm like, did you talk to Paul? He says, no. Paul is the son of the guy who's property my dad is waiting at, uh, who has a dock on the water in the town of Smith, and my dad's left his boat there. And I said, oh my God, you don't know where you're going. He says, well, I Google mapped it. I said, we have no cell service now. How will Google Maps help you? Did you take screenshots of the step-by-step directions, the turns and the kilometers between points? No. And I started to get what we call in the biz flooded. I started to get upset. I felt agitated, intense. I don't want to get lost. I don't want to waste my time. My dad's waiting for us. So I say, look, I'm going to get out of the car. I'm going to take the dog for a little walk, cool down. Uh, Call Paul, get the instructions. I text uh, my other friend who's the daughter of where we're going. She's like, don't go without it. Like, stay where you are. Wait, I'm going to get some maps to you. I'm going to send you some screenshots. Do not go until you know where you're going. So I wasn't overreacting. I wasn't being silly. Both the people who drive that route all the time are saying, hell no, hang on, hold tight. Hubby phones, guess the directions. I hear part of it on speaker. Then we go and do some other things. We're ready to go. I said, so are you sure? You know, he said, turn left. I didn't hear where. And he says, uh, I said, did you write it down? No. At that point, I took the dog for another walk because I try to practice what I preach. And I knew I was going to get maybe nasty, maybe critical. So I said, look, call him back, write it down. He called our friend back. He wrote down all the directions left, right, how many kilometers were set. We go. I said, look, I'm going to drive. You navigate. I'm here to relax, honey. I'm here to receive, be passive, not think, not be on point, not be the one running the show for a change, meaning in my business, in my life, with you folk, with my clients, with my patients, with the students I teach Buddha Dharma to, I need to be in a leadership role. I need to be thinking, planning, and and handling everything. And that's beautiful. I love to do it. I have a little bit of skill in that area. But when I'm on my downtime, see if you can relate to this, I just want to receive. I want to relax. I want to not be the boss of everything. So I drove. He navigated. We got there hour and a half late. Because there was also a detour he hadn't found out about because he hadn't asked anybody what was happening. The bridge was closed, blah, blah, blah. We get there. Beautiful place on the water. We have a little picnic with my dad on a, the picnic table by the boat. It's lovely. We get in the, the car to drive home. I say, great, you've got this covered. You and dad allegedly know where you're going. I'm going to be in the back seat. going to listen to my book on tape and relax. Fast forward to two hours later when I start thinking none of this looks familiar. I don't know if he took the right turn. Where the F are we? Uh, About 10 more kilometers down the road, hubby says, I don't like this. This doesn't look familiar. We're lost. He took the wrong turn. Now, if you're listening, and I know you are, he had all the directions at that point with kilometer points, you know, go 8.7 kilometers, then you're going to turn left, which got us to Smith. What do you need to do when you're going from Smith back to your starting point? You need to reverse the directions, right? So you need to notice on your odometer, we've gone 7.8 kilometers or 8.9 or whatever I just made up. Now I go right instead of left. Well, he hadn't bothered. He just trusted. (laughs) I'm gritting my teeth right now. He just trusted that he'd be able to retrace his steps in this warren maze of crazy back roads with all sorts of offshoots and whatnot. So we went 20 kilometers in the wrong direction, slowly, right? We're on logging roads. We had to go 20 kilometers back to the turnoff where he had just breezed through it and figured he knew where he was going. We finally got home. Our five-hour there and back road trip turned into a nine-hour death march. I don't know if my dog's ever going to want to get in the car and go have fun with us ever again. And I was not in a good state. I did not manage at that point to do what I'd done earlier in the day, which is kind of have some equanimity, some humor, some forgiveness, some, hey, it's my honey, you made a mistake. Goodness knows I make mistakes too. 
but I got crabby, and I'm in the back seat taking pot shots. Well, if you'd looked at the map on the way home, if you'd followed the directions you got, we would have got there okay. Well, you know, thanks for wasting all of our time. You know, thanks for being so reliable and et cetera. We didn't have a big fight or anything, but I was being unkind and unwholesome and not being the person I can be when I get out of my head and out of my story, because here's what was happening behind the scenes in my head. You will all relate to this. In my head, I was spinning a story about how I can never count on my hubby. I was spinning a story about how I have to do everything. I was spinning a story about how I'm the only grown-up in this relationship. I was spinning a story about I really need to throttle him now. And my mind even went to that ridiculous place it can go for any of us, even when we're deeply committed to our relationship, we're not seriously thinking about ending it, where I'm like, I don't know if I can do this forever. I don't want to be in a relationship for the next 30 or 40 years where I have to always be the grown-up, the organizer, the one who steps up, the one who worries about things and solves them. In most relationships, I want you to self-diagnose right now, there's one of you who's much more um, naturally inclined, one could say more skilled at planning, organizing, and detail. And there's another one of you that isn't. Now, that's not a bad thing, but the health and happiness of your long-term relationship will rest upon you learning how to accommodate the two different styles with humor, with love, with kind of gently rolling your eyes in a sweet way and going, that's my honey. They suck at direction. Next time, they're going to you know, download the map, get all the directions and be more meticulous. And my hubby could certainly say the same in a different thing about a different topic toward me and say, that's my honey. She gets pretty frustrated when she needs to relax and not be in charge. And she ends up needing to step up and help solve the problem. That wears her out. This was meant to be a day where she got to relax. Were there any good guys and bad guys? No, there were two people who didn't act their best, who didn't do their most fantastic job of taking care of each other. But we had a rough Thursday. And then Friday, it all came to a head as it tends to. Do you find in your relationship, when you fall into your pattern, our pattern is, I need you to be more reliable. His pattern is, I need you to be more kind and forgiving. And when we get into that dance and we spiral, we can end up over and over again down in the trench of despair, thinking, I don't know if I'm with the right person. Spoiler alert, none of us are with the right person if we expect them to keep us happy all the time. So there's the story, ha-ha, didn't ask for directions. There's the kind of really lousy Friday. And then Friday night, we talked about it a bunch because we practice what I preach. You know, we do the 15-15 communication exercise. We do the things I teach the couples in the online immersion program where I teach you live weekly. You get a whole curriculum. We're opening the doors to that at the end of September for the only time in 2022. Some of you may choose to join me for that Honestly, what the couple say who've taken the program, potentially life-changing program where you can learn to solve the issues that hurt you so much. And we did some of those exercises. And then Saturday and Sunday, again, I'm recording this first thing Monday morning, we had a really loving, kind day. We began again. Beginning again is one of the most important things couples can do. We did a little forgiveness, we did a little goal setting, and we began again. We changed the story in our heads. So this, I said I was going to do two things. One, I was going to thank you for listening to Sex, Love, and Elephants. Thank you for applying some of the skills, the life skills, the mind skills, the relationship skills, the self-growth and self-awareness skills I try to share with you each week. Thank you for being a loyal listener. 
That's the first thing. The second thing is, is to tell you, da-da, welcome to the kickoff of our Summer of Love series, Insects, Love, and Elephants. For the next eight episodes, I think, July and August, I will be answering your love and sex questions. Send them to me. Check the show notes. Email me a bit of history and your question. I've got a few questions queued up already in no particular order. I'm going to be talking about the following in some of the upcoming episodes on the most common love and sex questions. Welcome to the summer of love. Let's reboot our relationship this summer and find our way to more happiness, more passion, and more love together. I'm going to be talking about when is it time to call it quits? Should I stay or should I go? This is a super important question. Research indicates that about half of people who leave a committed relationship, a long-term live-in, a marriage where they thought they'd be with that person forever. About half of you do regret it when you're surveyed two years later. You think, you know, I think we probably could have made it. I think we probably could have recovered. I wish I'd tried harder. I love to work with that half of you. But some of us do reach a point where it is healthy and wise and compassionate to leave a relationship. So I'll be tackling that in one of the upcoming episodes. Should I stay or should I go? I'll also be tackling, I want more sex than my partner, help. How can we solve this? I'll be tackling, we never fight. We don't have conflict. We tend to avoid talking about the big scary things. Is that okay? Or do we need to learn how to talk about the big scary things in a way that works? Quick answer, hell yes, you need to learn to talk about them. It's part of what I teach couples who don't have conflict. Most of us have conflict. And I teach us how to manage conflict properly, resolve issues in a way that's helpful, doesn't feel like a pointless waste of time and more. And so many more questions. Send me yours. Can't wait to answer them. And anyone who sends me a question that I end up answering on the air, we're going to send you a little prize pack, some beautiful art cards with beautiful uh, Become Passion slogans on them designed by my friend that you can use to give to your sweetie as a surprise or to anybody else you love, which brings us to this episode's Love Bite. Are you ready? I know that you are. This summer, reboot your relationship. Remember, love is a choice. Passion can be created and you can fall in love over and over again with the one you already are with. Thanks for joining me and I can't wait to jump in with our first big summer of love question in the next episode of Sex, Love and Elephants. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sex, Love, and Elephants. But most of all, thank you for being part of this herd. If you enjoyed listening, please share this with a friend. And if you haven't already, I would love, love, love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review the show on your podcast player because it really helps all the other elephants find us. If you have any questions or comments or maybe an idea for the show or you'd like to be a guest, reach out to me directly at drcherylfraser.com, where you can also sign up for weekly Love Bites, science-based tips for creating love and passion that last a lifetime. <laughs>